0: hello folks welcome to revival now i'm your host john saxbury today on the broadcast we are going to be talking about live opening up the heavenly realm in your life but beforehand i want to kind of again i want to talk to you about a book i'm very i'm reading i'm very passionate about this the, the, the i'm very devoted to reading and this, this is called the Killing of Uncle Sam book. It's by Dr. Rodney Howard Brown and Paul Williams. This book goes into detail on how our country is being undermined. This, the crooked systems that are going on where it comes into play. It's 200 years where the historical documents compounded into one in this book here. This is not conspiracy theory. This is not a bunch of garbage. This is not a bunch of religiosity. This is the cold facts here. In my hands, this book is great. It's the Killing of Uncle Sam book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble.com. It's available on www.revival.com, or even an easier way to go to it is Killing Uncle dot This is a very good book to read. I encourage Everyone to get it, and coming up soon, I'm going to be open. I'm going to be promoting another book that's going to be in my favorites. It's called "When God Speaks," and it's by my pastor of 20 something years, Pastor Rick Shelton. He is going. He has a dynamic way of teaching about how God speaks and how how to let God in your life and allow God, that that voice of God to direct your path. It's going to be great. I'll bring. I'm going to be getting, I'm going to be purchasing the book. I'll have it here on the broadcast. I'll I'll go. I'll give you the info to get that. Um, he's a dynamic pastor. He's flows in the spirit of God. He's very very anointed. I love him. Me and him kid around. We, we joke around. But you know what? When it comes down to it, he's the he's he's a great man. He's a great man of God. Tim and Pastor Rodney have my, have a have a high place have a special place in my heart. Um. Anyway, and I want to let you know. And last but not least, drum roll, if anybody has one. I'm going to be preaching in person. That's right. My wife's letting me out of Facebook. She's going to dump me out of the, out of the cell phone and pour me on the pulpit. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, well, I'm going to be preaching in person at uh, Red Barn Farm Ministries. with uh, It's called a Blaze Prayer Awakening. It's through it's through Gen- it's by Gen- it's a movement started by Gen- it's it's through Jennifer Leclerc Ministries. Um, and this I'm going to be. They've chosen. They've they've came to me and asked me to speak. I'm going to be doing some other stuff, preaching coming up. You don't want to miss it. This is good stuff. I mean, I will record. I'll do what I can to record it. And get get it to you on the broad uh, dump it on the broad I'll dump it on the broadcast if there's no signal I can I'll record it and I'll dump it in on the my Facebook page and it'll be available through the revival now with John Saxbury official pace, Facebook page and my personal Facebook page I will share it on both ends um, you you're gonna love what I'm gonna have to speak on it's a powerful message I'm not telling you what God given me but he's given me a special word amen okay if you go with me to the book of second chronicles second chronicles chapter 7 in verse 14. Want to speak to you about how to open up the heavenly realm? How to how to make revival happen? I mean, it's easier than what people think. I thought it was some complicated process of trying to get back into it. I had thought uh, I had to do something for a certain amount of time and punish myself in this, put myself through hell, basically. But I round up finding that was not necessary, because God's not a difficult God; He's a he, He's a simple God. I've been listening to the the I was listening to the uh, broadcast last week of Jonathan Shuttlesworth and Rodney Howard Brown. I mean, those two, those two toured a house down in Pennsylvania. I mean, that 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 is, that is amazing. Second Chronicles chapter seven verse 14. 13, thirteen. I'm going to start in verse thirteen. If I shut up heaven, that there be no rain, and if I and, or if I command the locusts to just devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, or I'll go up above. I'll start in, in verse twelve. And the Lord appeared unto Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and have chosen this place to myself for an house of sacrifice. In verse 13, if I shut up heaven, that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people. And here's where God says but, but, everybody say, but, but, if my people, which you are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin, and I will hear and heal their land. Now, my eye, mine eyes shall be open, and mine ears to attend unto to the prayer. That is made in this place. I want to talk to you about opening up the heaven realm. What opens up the heavenly realm? God gives us simple instructions here, simple little key tidbits here that that will actually revolutionize your life. It will transform you. It will do for you what a phone booth did for Clark Kent. Clark Kent walked in that phone booth, a little skinny news reporter and came back out as the man of steel. That's what it does for you. It gives you an empowerment from up on high. It comes from it gives you a, a realm of a, a sense of security, a sense of that, that place with God where you can open up and communicate with God. And what what, what is this? Let's break it down. If my people shall humble themselves one write this down. Humble them, humble yourself and pray and seek my face and turn from your wicked ways. God's like, "Okay, you got to do something on your part and I'll do something on mine." Because when you get into that part where you're praying and you're you're repenting before God, you're saying, "God, I'm sorry. I've done wrong." I repent, I turn from that, I turn my back on that, that is not that is no longer a part of my life. God instantly has then that's when God instantly has a place where his hands are freed. Too many times Christians tie the hands of God because they refuse to humble themselves, seek the face of God. Too many Christians I want to tell you this too many Christians out there are seeking what's in God's hand versus what Versus seeking his face. That's 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 a spirit of pride. This is why he says, "Seek my face, not seek my hand." Turn from your their wicked ways. What's that mean? It means you got to repent. The problem with why revival doesn't happen much in churches anymore is because there's a church full of people who don't who lack repentance. I mean seriously. I mean, you get church, you get youth pastors out doing porn. And playing it for the kids. You get uh, associate pastors who are out running off and sleeping with their secretaries. You get executive pastors who are taking one for the church and two for them. I mean, you get people in the church backbiting the pastor, going against the pastor, uh, trying to tear down, trying trying to create a church split, and going to divide the church and put a mafia hit on his church if they don't do anything that he says and they don't play his play their game of church checkers i mean i'm serious this is a day and the hour these games have got to stop the church has got to knock their games off i mean this is this is beyond out of control in the body of christ seek my face and pray They shall humble themselves, pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven. God's like saying, "I want to hear from you that you're doing that you're screwing up. I don't want to hear from the guy next door. I don't want to hear from Father, Father, so and so down at the Holy Roland Bedside Catholic Church." I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you that you're doing wrong. I want to hear that from you that you're been messing up. I want to hear from you that you're sorry, that you repent of your sins. I don't want to hear from anybody else. I don't want to hear from Sister Susie. Anybody else? I shall forgive. I will hear from. Then I will hear from heaven. Forgive their sin. He means he will blot out the. He will blot out he what he did when he hung when Jesus hung on the cross. Jesus hung on that cross. When Jesus went to the cross, he didn't. He didn't. He wasn't murdered. He wasn't executed. He died willingly. He could have healed himself and got off that cross and casted every one of us into the pits of hell because yet, yeah, but because you know why because we deserved it. We deserved it. We were living in we, we our sins put him on that cross. You realize that? Stuff we did put him on that cross. I will I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. That is a that is that is a place of revival. And if you'll go with me to the book of Haggai chapter 2, And he goes on, and then and here, here's what Haggai has to say. Glory to God! This is amazing. I mean, you can't get any more truth, truthful than this. This is amazing. This is an amazing teaching. I mean, this is something that I've been wanting to teach for a long time, and I'm finally getting to do it. trying to get to it. My, my my daughter took my page marker out of my Bible, so I'm having a struggle to try to find the page. Haggai chapter 2. Oh I'm trying, folks. Bear with me. This is an amazing thing here. What we've got what we've got taking place in our in our country. I mean, in, in even in the in the spiritual realm, that we are living in a in a place where revival's breaking out everywhere. I mean, it's just it's not that's not gonna pertain to one pastor or one preacher. It's going to be an entire army that's going is being mobilized. We've got to get. We've got to get out of this church mindset, churchy mindset, where it's all about just a certain few out there doing it, and the rest just kind of like go and you're just to sit back and and be eye candy for the pastor. That's not what we're called to be. We're not called to be eye candy. We're not called to be. Where is, hold on, after Zephaniah. Sometimes I just like to turn the pages of the Bible. I don't like to use just electronic devices because sometimes it just takes it away. Here, I was close. All right, let's go. Let's roll. Haggai chapter 2, verse 6. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, just once in a while, it it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all the nations' desires. All of the nations shall come, and I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of the lord of hosts the silver is mine the gold is mine the glory of this house of the of the of this latter house shall be greater than the former saith the lord god and in this place i will give peace saith the lord of hosts he is the prince of peace is going to establish his spirit is establishing his place in the church in the church that's going to immobilize the entire army of god who were taking the entire world by force. It's going to shake the nations from sea to shining sea for the far-flung corners of the globe. We are going to see the the glory of God be poured out. This is time for revival. This is not time to sit back and be comfortable in some circle, some social circle in church. Social circles do not belong in church. I'm serious. They don't belong in church. I mean... That is the most stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, let's just go hang around a bunch of Christians and let's just do this and get all in a room together and just sit there. And you're just sitting in there all gathered together. You went in the lost? No. Are you praying for the sick? No, but we're sitting in the glory of Jesus. Jesus. Can I bring a lost buddy over? No, we don't need that in our We don't need that in our circles. now. Well, he's going through something right now. His wife just died, and his kids, his daughter's threatening to commit suicide, and his son's starting to experiment with drugs. He needs an intervention. He needs. He needs help. He needs prayer, and he needs ministry. No, we gotta we gotta be in our circle. We don't want Tim to come in because you know that guy drinks. You know that guy is a, you know that guy's. We just don't want to. No, we don't want no sinners around here. I mean, the guy's re- desperate, but yet they'll be put on the flip side to this. If somebody's in, in the stuff and they're not willing to repent, and they're not wanting help, and they're trying to manipulate and trying to use manipulation tactics to try to get their own way, to try to get people to feel sorry for themselves. They're trying to use people and try to gain control over people and try to coerce people. That's the kind of people you don't engage with. You don't engage with them kind of people. Is used when they when they're lying to get get their way or they want to, they want to manipulate to get their own way, they want to push the they want to push their own agenda. Or they want to, they want to, they want to, use, they want to gather people around and gather, create their own following. Don't engage with that. That's 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 a bad thing to go down. It will tear you apart. It will tear your life apart. Don't live them people out. Or the Bible says not to cast your pearls before the swine, because they trample over it in the mud. No matter what you do to pray for them or try to minister to them, they're 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 going to try to one up you and try to be over you and try to lord over you stay away from those people okay that is not how you that's not that's 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 a, that's a danger zone if a person's willing to repent the, this what the bible says and when it in, in, in second chronicles 714 they talk about people are gonna have to be willing to repent turn from their wicked ways they're gonna have to want to get rid of their wicked wicked ways not somebody who's not w- willing to the change or, or trying to brainwash people in, into their own belief system, their own made up belief system. That's that's dangerous. You're de- you're dealing with doctrines of demons. They will wind up ministering to you. You won't be able to minister to them, and and it becomes it becomes disastrous. I'm talking about opening up the heavenly realms, though. When we open up that heavenly realm, when we allow God to take that place to take his place and allow his power to be manifest in our lives. If you'll go with me to the book of Luke, chapter 4. This is amazing. Luke chapter four. And I've gone over through this. Before, and I was talking about when Jesus baptized and Jesus. In verse eighteen, but verse nineteen, but Herod the t- the tetrarch, being re- reproved by him for Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, and for all the evils which Herod had done, added of above that he that he shut up John in prison. Now when the people were were baptized. It came to pass that Jesus also being baptized, praying in the heaven in the, praying the heavens the praying the heaven was open. And the Holy Ghost descended in the body of shape like a dove upon him, and a voice came from heaven, which said, Thou art my beloved son, in thee I am pleased. And Jesus be Jesus himself began to be about thirty years of age being as a supposed the son of Joseph, which was the son of Heli, which was the son of and it goes on down all these names and all these people and goes through all the lineage of Jesus. That moment on, from that moment that pivotal moment something began to take place. Something began to unlock in the heavenly realm. Something, there was a key activated. There was a key activation in the earth. In, in verse 4, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned to Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being forty days tempted of the devil, and in those days did not eat nothing, and when they were ended, after after a word hungered, after he after a hungered, and the devil said unto him, If thou be the son of God, command that the this stone be made into into bread. Again, this is a spirit of controlling act. When Je- and Jesus answered him and said, It is written that man. Shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And the devil taking up him up to a high mountain and and showed him all of the kingdoms of this world. And in the moment of time, the, and the devil said unto him, All this power I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered up unto me, whomsoever I will give it. Jesus, is like, are you crazy? Are you new? I mean, are you st- seriously that big of a jackass? If thou be, if there, if thou therefore will worship me, all of thine. And Jesus answered him and said, "Get be behind me, Satan! For it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and alone you 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 shall serve." That was a spirit of religion. Basically, a spirit of religion is basically trying to substitute the, the authority of God. is creating a, a substitution for the authority of God. Saying, okay, God, your, your authority is not good enough. I'll, I'll substitute my own. That's what these idiots that are out there preaching this replacement theology, that there's no rapture or anything like that, or and all the other goofy crap that they're teaching there's no need for Israel and all that other stupidity. That's basically what they're doing here. They're substituting the, the the authority of God. They're they're creating a substitution for the authority of the written God. And that's how you shut up heaven. And Jesus answered them and, and said, Thou shalt not attempt the Lord thy God. No, it's... And for 40 and forward, he's talking about he's to, and then in verse 9 sorry I, I got ahead of myself my brain went went in the fifth from second to fifth sorry about that in verse 9 he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said unto him if thou be at the son of God cast a sound self down from hence word is written he shall give his angels charge over thee and to keep thee and and in their hands they shall bear up thee and lest they they cast their foot upon a stone Jesus answered to say, he's basically saying seriously you better cool it you're getting angry basically by this time the devil was enraged I mean Jesus was ticking him off bad because he, he wasn't getting what he wanted out of him And Jesus said unto him, It is said it is written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And the devil had ended all the temptation, and he departed from him for a season. Jesus returned into the power of the spirit of Galilee, and there were written out a fame about where there went around a fame about him and all the region around about. And in verse 15, and he taught there in the synagogues, being glorified of all, meaning the glory of God, heaven had opened up, basically. At that moment right here, heaven began to open up on earth. He began to spread, it it became a split in time. Jesus, one man, just one man, Jesus of Nazareth, son of the living God, was able to split, he- split earth wide, split the heavens open, and he was able to split time in two. No longer shall you need, you need the the blood of bulls, lambs, goats, what have you. My blood is sufficient. He's my his blood became sufficient for us to cleanse us. This and then jump down here to verse eighteen. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, and he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering sight to the to the blind, and to set at liberty them are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, and he gave it to the ministers, and people are about like, okay, the acceptable year of the Lord, really? You're, so you're starting to claim that you're the Lord? That meant trouble, because the Jews rejected the the, the Jews at that time. That was blasphemy. I mean, that was that was punishable by punishment by death. You you were sentenced to death immediately for trying to even claim that. And then again, because they were basically blaspheming, and again and again to the minister sat down and all the eyes. was fixed upon them. He sat down on the Messiah's seat. Basically he's saying I'm, I'm basic I, I'm, I'm the new there's, there's a new sheriff in town. The heavens are open and open for all those who are willing to receive. And he began to say unto them this day the scripture is fulfilled in your ears. In verse 22, and all bear him witness and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Is this not Joseph's son? And he said unto them, You will surely say unto me this proverb, Physician, heal thyself whatsoever. We sh- we have heard done in Capernaum, also heard in thy country. Verily I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. Basically, Jesus is saying, saying from that day forward, and if you go with me, and you got to go through time, he goes through there. He cleansed the lepers. He healed the sick. And he told the Pharisees, he said, you shut the heaven, the you shut you shut the heavens off and make life more hell for those and goes through and heals the woman with the issue of blood, his power surged into her. The heavens began to be opened to the people, the people of God. And the people of God started experiencing heaven for the first time ever. And both Jew and Gentile, both believer and non, they were both experiencing all that heaven has for them because they, they started getting a little bit of a taste of it. And if you go with me to the book of Acts, chapter one, come here Molly, come here, Acts chapter one, this is a good and amazing thing here, the heavens weren't fully open, but they were about, something was major about to push out, and it was about ready to break through. Go with me to the book of Acts, verse 1. Acts (sighs) 1. And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times, in verse 1, verse verse 7. He said unto them, It is not for you to know the times of season which the Father hath put in his own power. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me in both Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and the other parts of the earth. They're all looking at each other, thinking, how are you going to get inside of me? You know, they're thinking of, how is this going to be possible? And the next thing you know, if you will be witnesses, in other way, in other words, in order to receive that, you gotta be willing to get rid of something. He he had something there for the, the eleven disciples who were still left. Because by then Judas done already took the deep six and gave himself his lunch and hung himself on the tree. But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You should be witnesses unto me both Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and the other most parts of the earth. What does it mean to be witness? You have to be willing to die to yourself. It means you're going to have to be willing to die for what you believe in. How many people in churches are willing to die? You, if I, if I, I can't even name. Hardly, I can name about two handfuls of people right now that I can tell you for sure. For 100% sure... They're willing to die for what they believe. They're willing to sacrifice everything that they have for what they believe and what they're speaking. A lot of preachers I know, they I've seen preachers I've seen on TVN or also on Christian television. They're not willing to die. They're, they're, they're wanting to be comfortable. Or they're preaching something that's totally religious and unscriptural. And here's where the interesting part is. Here's where it goes. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. Suddenly came a sound of heaven, of like a mighty rushing wind. There was 120 in the, in the upper room. The power of God was made manifest. Cloven tongues of fire were falling upon the people. They were speaking in other the tongues. Peter stands up and says, this is, these, these are not drunk as you suppose. And it goes on and on, and then it goes down into Peter, and we're and then it goes into how how all the way up into the time of Peter's death, how his uh, the power of God kept manifesting, and getting greater and greater. Stephen shadow healed people, and then it comes along the Apostle Paul. Paul gets knocked off his horse, gets knocked over, and his name was changed and from Saul to Paul and you go on and on and on and on and you go through the book go all the way down to the book at the end of the book most books every book in the bible i'm going to i'm this is where it's going to get interesting every other book in the bible except for one adds with amen means so be it because he was finished he closed the book because it was finished and this is where it's, this is going to connect all throughout the book of Acts, through Acts 16, Paul has his jailhouse rock experience. Elvis, Elvis only was a duplicate, and I'm and I'm a huge Elvis fan, and that says a lot. I mean, Paul was in the middle of a riot, and he was able to walk through the crowd and was on the other side, going through. You go through Acts chapter 26, but arise and stand upon my feet. Jesus came and manifested again, and appeared for appeared unto me for this purpose. I shall so make thee a minister or a witness, and and talks about the Holy Spirit being poured out, and then you finally get to the end of the book. Do all these great chapters through. And in the book, something very interesting about the book of Acts that you're, you're going to find that's an eye-opener. Verse 29. And when he had said unto these words, the Jews departed and had great, great, great reasoning among, upon themselves. Paul dwelt two years in, in his own hired house, and received all that came into him, preaching the kingdom of God, and teaching those things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ, with all confidence, no man forbidding him. There is no amen. This book is not closed. The heavens are not closed, folks. This is a, this is this is our open port. This is where it continues on. This is where we have that radical faith. This is where we have that rebel spirit in us. That Jesus—I mean, Jesus Himself was a rebel. Jesus Himself was a radical. He was not a conservative. It was not reserved. He was a radical. He did the things. He defied the things of man. To exp- to expound the, the, to to expand the things of God, and he he expanded the things of God through us. Greater works you shall do and you do. I shall go that you shall do greater works, Jesus said. Jesus said that you you, shall be, you, should, you will be greater, that you'll do things greater, to a greater measure. He created the church to have a greater measure because he sent a, sent a third person. He sent his very spirit back into the earth and poured out everything that he has into our lives and into our spirit so we can live with that open heaven we can repent, and we can walk into the into the grace of with the grace of God, and we can walk in that divine nature within that divine fellowship with God, and have that in our everyday lives. We've got to get back to the that place, church, where we're allowing the Holy Ghost to move as free as He wants, when He wants, as He wants. Because we, when we do that. It takes the work off our hands and puts it on His. We're not here. We're not called to, 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 to take up. To, 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 we're not called here to be limited or be withheld or, and and be absorbed. We're supposed to be We're supposed to be an outpouring. We're supposed to fill our cup. It's like that cup. the the, the theory about the cup. This could hold 18 ounces. Or it can hold a billion gallons. Or it can hold old eternal well. It's all about how much we're willing to pour out. How much are we willing to give away of ourselves. And how much are we willing to be able to use. That's how we're going to open up the heavenly realm. That's how we're going to take, take over this country for Jesus Christ. We've got to wake up, church. This is this is. It's not over by far revival is not a thing of the 90s I don't know whoever came, whatever moron preacher came up with that needs to go back to school I mean I'm serious this this is we've got to get over get over this folks there is no seasons levels and platform and journeys and all this other stuff it doesn't exist God does not I am the Lord thy God I changes not. I am the Lord thy God I changeth not. Say that with me. I am the Lord thy God they changeth not. That's what repeat that's what God is saying to us. Revival has never been over. Revival has never been over. It's man's hearts that shut it off because they don't want to turn from their they don't want to pray, they don't want to seek the, they don't want to seek God's face. They don't want to pray. And turn from their wicked ways and, and, and do the right thing. Too many pastors trying to play Holy Ghost Junior. Assistant pastors, associate pastors, playing Holy Ghost Junior, trying to be controlling, trying to keep the people down, make them feel like that they've got a problem when they really don't, so they can so they can keep control over that person, try to keep them from be, operating in their calling. I mean, I'm saying, I'm serious. If you're a if you're a pastor and you keep you keep your flock, keep people certain people in your flock from serving in the kingdom of God, I, the Lord rebuke you in Jesus' name. I mean, we've got to not we've got to get rid of that mentality. Yes, if they're if they're involved in things and they're they're doing demonic things and they're doing things that's questionable and having behaviors that's questionable, keep them in the seats. But if they want to like. And give them things to work and earn that place to do it. Say, okay, I'll have you go out and clean up the parking lot. This will be your place. You don't have to interact with people. You go out here and clean up the parking lot. Come here and empty the trash cans out after service. And then you minister to them and you teach them how to do it the right way. Teach them how to pray for people. Teach them how to flow with God how to get there how to repent and help them with other with other things in their life you know but this is about taking this end time revival isn't going to pertain to one preacher it's going to be an entire army of believers who are willing to humble themselves seek their face pray turn from their wicked ways and then God'll hear from heaven and pour out what he has in his bucket up there, in his bucket of prayer, his bucket of worship, a bucket of his spirit, and dumps it out on us, and he will heal our land. We've got to get back into the heavenly realm and stop living for religion. Religion does not do anything for us. Religion is what put Jesus on the cross. Religion is, is what is what devils worship. Because it's a false version of who Jesus is. It's a substitution of his authority. We get into that, we're substituting God's authority, we're in serious trouble because we're committing idolatry. And the Bible simply says in, in the Ten Commandments, Thou shalt not worship any graven image. That means you're making a graven image out of God through a through a, through, through a false a man-made realm of authority and I'm not saying that their pastor doesn't have any authority but he does it's the authority of the Holy Spirit that it's on his life just like Dr. Rodney and Brother Shettlesworth um, Tim Shettlesworth Gil Howard Brown Basil Howard Brown Rodney Howard Brown um, Pastor Rick Shelton Pastor Josh Shelton Tim Hall, David Hall, um, there and Jack Harris, even Jim Harris, um, all the great men of God that are out doing anybody that's doing something. For God, there's an authority, the spiritual authority that's on their life. And the Bible talks about you know honor those who are who God placed, who God has placed in that position, and to respect them. And to not turn, turn on them, you know, and, and to lift them up in prayer. Because their job's tougher than what you think. I mean, we, we if you're an intercessor, you're only carrying maybe one or two people at a time or one at a time, one prayer. They they got the entire prayer, the entire needs of an entire church on their hands. And my pastors, I give them a, a full hands up. I give them a full hand clap. I would clap, give them a... A round of applause, but I got my dog in my hand. But we've got to get back in that place where we're living in the open with an open heavenly realm But we have that heavenly realm available to us at any time, in any place. Amen. This is not where Jesus doesn't play favorites in this entitlement crap that goes on in the church. Get rid of it if you see it going on. If you're a pastor and you're listening to this, you see people acting like they're entitled you people that are trying to play, build social circles, stop it. Break it up. Send it on its way. Amen. Oh, this has been a great message. I'm going to be preaching more tomorrow on the presence and the power of God tomorrow at noon, and I'm going to probably try to squeeze another broadcast in, providing if we don't have to go get my daughter, if I have to go get my daughter tomorrow, I'll, 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 have to not do tomorrow's nights. But if the, if I don't, if she's up with my mother-in-law. She will have to. I will go and come on live tomorrow night, even, and then finish this up and try to work more on this. And in the morning, I'll be working on the influences versus your your inspirations versus influences. Why well, to decide for the two? I mean influences. Folks, or influences something from the demonic. Your inspirations are something from heaven. Amen. Well, I love you guys. Um, Jesus loves you. I just I'll see you tomorrow. This is a production of Saxbury International Revival Ministries. Have a great day and a great week. I love you. Jesus loves you.